and welcome to the very first official episode of the podcast series Can Host, hosted by me. My name is Paul Wheeler. Um, we put out a pilot episode about a week ago, which was really popular. We absolutely loved that. So if you shared it, if you listened, we're really, really grateful for that. And we really wanted to hit you up with our first official episode as soon as possible. So here we are. Today's episode is called Hair, There and Everywhere, which we'll discuss a little bit later what the actual episode is about. But before we do, just a bit of a, so you know what you're listening to, every episode, what we are planning to do is I will host, uh, we'll have a set subject and we'll tell you what that subject is at the end of each episode before. We will invite you to comment, but also what we would love is to make sure we've got some guests on every episode as well. And we are starting really, really strong today. We've got a really nice mix. So I'll introduce them all one by one now. Guys, feel free to say hello. So first up, we've got Louise Sanders from the Brisbane band B and Jane Lane. Hello. Are you so excited to be here? I actually am, yeah. I pre- I'm really keen to get, you know, some uh, just different um, influences mm-hmm. from everyone else and see where they're going with it. So, no, thank you for having me. Well, I was ridiculously excited when you said yes. Next up, we've got Scott Hickman from Replique Hair Clinic. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. We've been playing this for a while. We it's have. Good to see. Your energy is amazing. Thank you. I think we're going to match it well. All right, that sounds like a challenge. I would, I'll learn to listen more than talk because it's not just me in the room. And then last up, we do, last but not least, um, every episode, one thing I think I'm extra excited about is we are going to be doing a segment called Give It To Me Straight where we are going to invite a straight person into the podcast. So every episode they are going to plug in, listen to the topic we're talking about today. I think the real aim is to um, find some real similarities so we can walk away thinking, oh, you know what? They're not that bad of people. <laughs> no, <laughs> we love you. But we also want you to actually walk away, well, our guests to walk away and think, yeah, you know what? Can completely relate to what the other, you know, everyone else in the community are going through or walk away learning something or ideally walk away with both things. So today, our very first Give It To Me Straight guest is a friend of mine. We've been friends for about five years. I think it's going on 10, to be honest. It does feel like that. The guy who probably knows more about me than absolutely anybody else in the world, Matt O'Brien. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you too. So Matt is a PT in the Brisbane area um, who has some really cool clients. A lot of them are quite hot (laughs) gay guys, not including myself in that, although, you know if the shoe fits but um, yeah so we think Matt might accidentally be a bit of an ally he's like the nicest guy who you can tell everything to which as I've said we do you've got some dirt on me oh yes I've got plenty of dirt but thank you for the nice plug yeah and did you get briefed on the way not to tell any secrets don't be silly of course not all right, cool. I love that. And also as well, just to introduce who else is in the room, you won't hear the voices, but a massive thank you to the guys behind Join the Adventure who have really took a lot on with this podcast. They've come in, they've helped me, they gave me the kick up the arse to do the pilot, and they're here doing all the magic stuff. So a huge thank you to them. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> Okay, so as we mentioned, today's episode is going to be called Hair, There and Everywhere, which was actually the inspiration behind this whole series. Um, I'm a 35-year-old guy. I just outed my age there. Um, (laughs) And I know how I am now isn't how I was when I first got to Australia and came out nine years ago. I really thought that there was a certain look to be a gay guy in the community. And obviously throughout the years, I've learned that there's not. Like there are so many different ways that you can be and embrace. And I think that... um, body hair was actually quite a big one for me and um, some things that used to be insecurities are now what I kind of really like about myself and I've really got to, I've made it work for me, That's I've made it work for me but there are still things I'm really completely hung up about which we will talk about now. So what I wanted to do is give a bit of a talk about my experiences and then bring Louise in because it would be really good to have someone from the opposite side talk about, again, if there's any similarities or not. So, yeah. So what happened was I am a Brisbane-based host. I'd always wanted to do radio or a podcast, but I really wanted to find out where I fit, what would I talk about, what am I qualified to talk about. And if you have already heard the pilot, you already know this, but a few months ago, um, it's actually happened a couple of times in quite a short amount of time, I kind of got taken the piss out of for my hairline, which isn't actually that bad. I know I'm pretty lucky, but it is something that I don't like. You can make fun of anything else with me and I'll take it on the chin. But with this one, I was like, nah, don't like it. So then I realised a few more people out there. So I think my story started, I kind of was quite late coming out in life. I was 25. Um, and again, the scene that I was on at the time, it was always the thing that was kind of really um, 
drilled into me was to look really well groomed, which I think is great and a lot of people still are, but I'm quite a hairy person. Like I might shave at seven o'clock in the morning and by nine o'clock in the afternoon, I look like a Burmese mountain dog or something. <laughs> like, um, it's a skill, it's a skill, it's a blessing. Um, yeah, so I used to do all the hair removal stuff. I used to even shave my arms, shave my face all the time and battle with like ingrown hairs. And again, it's great and it does suit a lot of people, but I knew it wasn't really me. Um, and it wasn't until I went through a breakup, probably about three years after being in a relationship and being out on the scene, and one of my friends said they were going to take me out, and they took me to a bar in Brisbane called Sporties, or The Sportsman, and all of a sudden I realised there was this whole different group of gay guys out there who were really, really welcoming and were like just owning whatever they had. Like I was seeing stubble, I was seeing beards, I was seeing guys like walking around in singlets with really hairy chests. And it might sound really silly to people who haven't gone through the same thing, but I really realised I had found kind of where I fitted in the most and I felt really comfortable. And they were just like the nicest group of guys as well. And um, I'm quite lucky to have traveled a little bit over the last couple of years. And I know that there are bars like that as well around the world, so in London, and New York, um, and I just kind of wish I knew about that sooner. Like, it's just something that it probably was still a little bit underground, and I am talking about five years ago, but um, and when I say underground, the bear-themed nights happen in a bunker, like, and it's just because that's a cool place to do it, but I didn't know it was there until I went searching for it, and these, some of these guys are the most confident people in the world, so I really took a lot of inspiration from that. Um, I since then as well, I've grown a beard, which has become like my favourite thing, especially as a host. It's my, um, it's what I hide behind. <laughs> um, and it also as well, we are going to talk a little bit later about grooming. So um, I wish I could spend half an hour a day doing the hair on my head to look good, but there's not that much of it that I can do it. But you bet your life that when Matt told me you could actually find a straightener for beards, I wash my beard, I shampoo my beard, I straighten my beard and I put product in it. And it just kind of makes me feel like I'm making myself a little bit prettier. Um, and I guess probably lastly as well, we are going to talk about hairlines later on, but with me, because I'm so aware of the fact that I do have a receding hairline, a lot of people do, um, I always think that the version of me that people see are what I see in the mirror in the morning when I'm getting ready. So I look directly at the mirror. I know what angles I want to see myself from, forgetting that in real life people see me in 3D. You know, um, So because of that, I'm sometimes really surprised when I see a picture taken of me from a different angle, whether I've been hosting or out with a group of mates. And I do find that I feel sorry for my other half, like we'll go on holiday together and he'll want to get a really nice picture. And I tell him he can't post it because you can see my receding hairline or the bald patch at the back that I obviously don't see daily. And it's also quite annoying for him because he knows that's what I look like, my friends do, but I just still don't have the confidence to kind of share that. And that's why I want to talk today because I know it's quite a common thing. Um, yeah, and if you ever looked at my Instagram, people have commented before the fact that I always crop my forehead out. Like I say in the pilot, <laughs> me and my sister call it a five head and I think mine's becoming a six head. That's um, not, a, not a thing. Yeah, it's not a thing. <laughs> Louise is a barber, she'd know. Um, yeah, so one of the things I did want to just briefly talk about, which I think will be really interesting to see if there is anything else in the other side of, the, uh, in the other side of life, but um, is the, so we have categories for gay guys we do have. So you have like a twink is someone who generally wouldn't have much hair on them, they'd kind of get that lasered off or waxed off. And then you've got the bears who, the definition that I looked up today, who are kind of like heavy, bulky or muscular guys, generally hairy. And apparently, from my research that I did, 36 plus. Now I'm only 35, but I've been calling myself a bear for about three years now. So I feel like I've really in, gave myself a bit of an injustice <laughs> there because I would technically for another year at least fall under the cub, which is a man who is heavy, bulky, muscular, hairy or short, but younger. And if I can use that for another 10 months of my life, I am going to. And then there's otters, so guys who are generally quite tall, hairy, and skinnier. So I am going to introduce Louise now because you might already be a little bit sick of my voice. But one of my first questions that we've spoken about is, do you have anything similar like in your community? Look, and I've been running through my brain while you've been talking about this. Um, I think that gay men have a lot more to like standard to hold up to. Mm -hmm. I just don't like I in my like experience with my friend circle and people that I've known and you know just from my you know 33 years, I don't think that I've ever had like, you know, lesbians come to me and be like, "Oh, you're this kind of lesbian or yeah. whatever." Like the only thing I can really relate it to, I mean like you got butch lesbians mm -hmm. 
and you've got femme and lipstick lesbians and all lipstick that. Lipstick is the one I'd heard yeah, of. Yeah, and I I guess personally, me being naive, I disregard a lot of things because I hate labels. I hate mm-hmm. how society breaks things down sometimes. It's the punk in me coming out. But <laughs> um, honestly, it's and something that like, I just have a story that this actually happened to me once that my friend is a director. He makes short films and, you know, he's quite high up in the film scene. Um, he actually cast me in a, in a role once mm-hmm. and he said, he sent me through the script and he's like, I've got the perfect um, scene, like uh, role for you. I want you to be a part of this. I got the script. My section was in there and I'm like, am I the soft butch lesbian? <laughs> he literally just made a new category of lesbian and soft my butch. friends lost their minds. They're like, yes. I mean, I don't consider myself a feminine mm-hmm. woman, but I also am not like, I don't think I'm super butch either. So it's like, Was yeah. he a gay man? No, he's straight. Because wow. gay men, we create amazing demographics. Apparently straight men. Yeah, Matt, so that's why I thought But it was also, I've heard like um, owls. Oh, so, yeah, yep. the, the old wise lesbian. Yeah, okay, I, oh, I think no, that's yeah. created by older wise lesbians. Like, I played softball with a lady yeah. who did that, and I was like, are you an owl? She's like, yes, I'm wise. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> but she owns that? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'm like, but the thing is, that I, when I, well, I'm already old, but when I'm, as I get older, I'm like, am I wise enough to be an owl? Like, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's the thing. I think there's so much out there that I'm probably not fit to talk about or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, say anything about but I just I honestly haven't seen the kind of um, self like I don't know how you are so involved in you know your hairline and all Mm -hmm. that and I know people let their weight and whatever but I just don't think that women have that lesbians have that kind of standard with each other I think it's just really black and white like if you're good looking or if you're skinny or bigger or whatever Mm. like it's just who you see at the beat or whatever I don't know like how drunk are you (laughs) (laughs) well that was one of the questions I did have for you as well and I was wondering if it is because do you think if you had more places to go and spaces it could be more that like I know and I'm not just talking about Brisbane like again if you go to London there are certain bars and you know okay so that is a bear bar that is a bar for this person. There would be more lesbian bars than there are in Brisbane. But is there really a big scene here in Brisbane? Would you like our theory? I would love to. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to. So obviously, sure. you know, you've got your, the beat, Fluffy. Um, mm. You know, I think that, you know, the weekend, blah, blah, blah. I don't think there's anything so much lesbian, like, orientated mm-hmm. that I know of. Um, they're keeping me out. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we obviously, like, you know... Um, like a theory I once heard from my good friend and my singer um, was that once women hit a certain age or like a relationship status, it's Netflix and their cats. Like it's they don't go out. It's not like men or gay men who are out at the clubs every weekend or every night. Um, and I noticed this growing up too. Like there's definitely a lack of women in clubs yeah. and um, even at gigs and stuff like that. Like it's, um, I think it's really true that men go out a lot more than women mm-hmm. regardless of relationships. Okay. And I think that lesbians are a lot of the stay home once they're together. And I've, you know, ever since I heard that theory, I've watched and I'm like, you know what? I, that is not wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think. So, you know, you can open all the bars you want, yeah. but I don't think Brisbane has the biggest scene of anything. I think in Melbourne or Sydney, yeah. you might have those kind of you know, sections. Um, I don't think Brisbane, like I think that we've had nights like Scarlet, yeah. I think, and stuff like that, which, you know, the times I've been to those, there's a lot of owls, like all older women who have come from like rural areas who are out to party. And, you know, this happens once a month or once every few months. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they all fail, like they all go away. Like it's, you know, and I think that is lack of numbers, otherwise yeah. they'd be thriving. So yeah. I don't think the demographic calls for it okay. at this point. Because the places they do have exist in, like you've said, Fluffy, The Wickham, The Beat, quite welcoming though. Like 100%. it's not a fact that you're, yeah, they're always it's, a good vibe. Yeah, and that's yeah, the thing. Like, I mean, I spent a lot of time at Fluffy. Um, like, my partner worked there for a long time, so, you know, that's where we met. <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's, it's very much a, like, it, people are out and about, don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, I do see a more of a, a like, a male-dominated, you know, club mm. scene. Yeah. So, and that's not a bad thing in no. any way, and not taking any negative for that. I think that it's just, you know, um, just who we are as people. And can, can I just ask, how many apps do you have? How many what? Apps for oh, dating. Good question. Um, I'm in a relationship, so. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no like, you, oh me personally. Yeah, guys, I'm like, like, I'm like, like I don't know. through your phone. <laughs> yeah, you picked it up before. Yeah, I did. Every demographic has, um, a, has an app. Well, no, this is an actually really, really good point. Um, her has just come out. Not just, but it's been out for a while. Um, not, we don't have a grinder. 
Mm-hmm. So women don't have an accessible grinder. It's not like, oh, there's someone f- like three streets away and we're going to have sex now. Like it's, her is completely different. Like like the, my friends who have been on her, they've talked for a long time before they've met or like, you know, if mm-hmm. the time has ar- arisen, they've not had sex when they've met up. Like yeah. it's, we don't have, like obviously we have Tinder and the mm-hmm. usual. Um, and I've always said this, there's nothing that, is exactly like Grinder, and it doesn't. But there may not be a need for it. You yeah, need okay. Grind her. <laughs> like, why hasn't anyone thought of that? <laughs> right. TM, that copyright that. Shit. Sure. I just don't. Again, though, I don't think there's a need for it. I don't think yeah. women are as promiscuous. I don't yeah. think that you know. We. I think we talk a lot before we meet up, or mm-hmm. it's not like you know. I obviously people have tried. There have been apps in the past. Try to think of their names, but I can't remember it. But I think they've all again they've all failed and gone away because yeah. the, the the need isn't there for it. So okay. um, as much as it is for yeah. men, apparently. So so talking about then your experiences. So one of the things I probably should have mentioned, probably a bit clearer in the introduction to the episode, that I, we do want everyone to listen to this. But really, I was kind of one of the biggest aims for Can Host is to really be. 30 plus people listen to it and thinking, oh, you know what, I'm there as well. Because we like there's loads of stuff for the youth, which is great, and probably the other end. Um, so being the age that we are now, which is we've been in our very, very early 30s, aren't we? Yeah, Wink. very yeah, really early. early. Like, almost just turned 30, actually. <laughs> um, I know where I fit. So I was saying earlier on, like I'm a cub because I'm under 36. But um, when I was growing up, I was I went through puberty really young at school and I was really embarrassed that I had hairy armpits and hairy legs because none of the other boys in my year did. Um, and then obviously in our teens, growing up in Essex, then it was like you wanted to look like a lad. Like, so yeah, fair oh, enough. And okay. when I got to Australia, I was I looked like a yak because we don't take our shirts off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd ever clipped my chest, ever waxed my back or anything like that. So I was like... Hairy, and then I got into the habit of thinking that was the opposite to what I needed to be, as I said. So my grooming was a lot different. Um, is there anything now? Because I know, and it could be different. Again, I grew up in England, but girls—if a girl at school hadn't shaved her legs or she hadn't shaved her armpits—it was a big deal, yeah. and the whole year would know about it, which is horrible Definitely. to say, but it's how it was. Kids bullying. That's just yeah. how it is. <laughs> so, do you have? Um, you don't have to get too deep if you don't want, but like same kind of experiences here and if you could speak to Louise who like 18 year old is there any differences in what you do now or um again I think that kids will pick on kids for whatever Mm -hmm. I mean you know everyone in my grade knew I was gay and I wasn't the most feminine girl I had long hair then actually though but um yeah honestly like I just I can't remember anything specific that you know any of my female friends or I went through that was directly picked on mm-hmm. in regards to that. I mean, like it, it was definitely a thing that when I was fifteen, the, yeah. fourteen, that I was like must shave legs. Um, such a arms. As well. I think it's society. I mean, I literally remember the first time I did it because I didn't tell my mom and I cut my leg. Yeah, and she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I'm like, "Meh." It's, you know, <laughs> it, I don't know because there's a you know stigma of women that mm. we have to be clean shaven. It's like, and that's obviously if I was fourteen or fifteen thinking that. Like, the pressures were there. So, um, absolutely. But then again, it's a society thing. And I eat a lot in the punk scene and I know a lot of punk women that Mm -hmm. don't do that. They don't shave anything because, you know, a lot of women. Yeah. You know, like, it's what they... They don't want to have that. They're like, I don't care. I'm going to shave my... I'm not shave anything. Yeah. And I guess that is what I really did want to know. So you guys, so being Jane Lane, you are blowing up. You are in a lot of places. You uh, last two big gay days here at the Wickham as well. So you're getting the exposure, and as you said, on the punk scene. So you are in a position, I guess, where if you wanted to kind of make something happen, you've got a really good stage to do it on. So have you found, does it, is it that way in the group or do you still put the pressure on yourself? Like, oh, I'm going to wear shorts on stage, so I'm going to shave my legs. And if you want um, to, then... Yeah, I think that we all, like, we're all... I guess in that sense, we know that the cat, like people we're filming or mm-hmm. like cameras. I don't think any of us are super self-conscious about much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we definitely. I mean, if you think of it subconsciously, yeah, we all shave our legs yeah. and um, our arms, our armpits, and all that. So mm-hmm. again, I think that's just part of what society told yeah. us to do. Mm-hmm. So and um, I myself, in a personal sense, like I just feel more comfortable. Yeah, like I don't like my legs being hairy, and mm-hmm. that's not anything against like people who do want to grow it. I'm like, cool, yeah, that, that's awesome how you feel. Yeah. Um, like I was saying to my partner, like last night, I um, fell down some stairs about two months ago when I had to have surgery. And now that section of my leg, all the nerves are shot. Oh, wow. Um, so if I shave over it, it feels really weird. It actually kind of makes me, I don't like it. So I can't shave that section of my leg and I'm pretty self-conscious about mm-hmm. it. Like I actually don't, 
Well, I have to wear jeans at work, so that's fine. But if I'm wearing shorts, I'm like, I always think about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's section. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at my section, mm. you know, like it's... So, yeah, I think that, again, it's a personal thing. Yeah, um, But a society as a whole has told women how yeah. they need to be. Um, yeah. But is there kind of a bit of a relief? And again, I'm going to put it down to age. It might not be. It might be because people... We're getting more and more diverse now, I think. Mm. But, like it probably wasn't a personal choice when you were younger, as you were saying. It was something that you just did because society made so. you do. Yeah. yeah, And it's like, you don't want to be that one girl with hairy legs. Mm. Like, that's just, that'd be weird. Yeah. Like, and by all means as well, I don't want anyone who's listening to this thinking what we're saying is, so what we're saying around this table is right. Like I said, I own the fact that I've got a really, I've got a hairy chest, I've got a great beard. But if I was going away to a holiday this weekend, somewhere nice, I'm going to have my shirt off a lot, I would get my back waxed because, you know, I feel like, I would feel conscious it's of a that. Personal, so, personal, yeah. And, and that's just, it. And like, as I said, like, I always encourage. Like, we we play to a lot of younger people, and um, I guess we get the the you know, role model thing thrown at us a lot as musicians. And there's a lot of like women in music coming up now and stuff like that. And younger people, I'm like, do what you want. Like, do mm-hmm. what makes you feel good. Um, whether you're gay, straight, yeah, whatever, um, gender neutral or trans or whatever, just make do what you feel, mm-hmm. you know, is right because. At the end of the day, you're the one who has to live with yourself. So, yeah. but do you remember back in the day? I think it was when the movie Notting Hill came out. Julia Roberts waved at uh, the premiere, and she had—it might have just been an English thing. She waved, and she hadn't shaved her arms, and it was the front page wow. of every paper back home. Wow! And it wasn't a "this is a celebration, this is why she's doing it." People probably didn't even ask her why she did it. Wow. It was yeah, oh, Julia Roberts didn't shave her armpits, and, and I think a now whole wave happened. of young females would have been like getting like big sales would have gone up. That yeah, year, no doubt. Which nowadays I think you could get away with it more. Like there are, I know there are a ton of celebrities out there who have done it since and it's more of an empowerment thing so yes, I think that's that a, was the word I was yeah. looking for before yes it's an empowering oh. thing for women to do that so yeah. Um, yeah I think you know being gay or straight has nothing to do with it it's just women in society in general yeah so yeah okay so next up what I thought we would do because I think you will have a lot of valuable input is in this as well so we are going to bring Scott in and let Scott be a little bit more vocal because he's yes. definitely got the voice he's for been it waiting. So we're excited <laughs> yeah. so um, like as I said we have discussed body hair we're not talking facts on this podcast we probably never will I just want people to listen and relate so we've spoken about that um talking about hairlines again and again I can only give from a guy's perspective um I do work in an office Monday to Friday nine to five and to be honest I never really think about it there but when I do think about it is when I'm going to be hosting a live event or if I'm getting headshots done so um I had headshots done about a year ago with a Brisbane-based photographer, Joel Devro. You probably yes. had shots of him. Um, and I turned up with three different hats in every picture <laughs> I wanted to wear a backwards cap. And he was the one saying to me, well, are you going to wear hats on stage? Like, why are you doing it? And my first lot of headshots, he did a great job of what he was working with. And I didn't wear my hat in a few of them, but they are also the ones that I didn't like to send to companies when they had asked for a promo shot. So my big gay day shot was, I think I was wearing this exact outfit, actually. I didn't want people seeing that. And then I, about a year later, had them done recently and I didn't wear my hat in one of them because I've kind of got a bit more comfortable now. But I'm comfortable with now. I know that if I lose any more hair than I've got now, I'm probably going to want to help. And I think a lot of people out there probably do as well. And we've got a professional in the room. (laughs) So Scott, can you tell us a little bit firstly about what you do and your company? Yeah, so we focus on anti-aging for men predominantly mm-hmm. and we really have the focus there on hair loss and we do that in very tangible ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the most popular for us by far are the semi-permanent hair pieces which are on like a second skin and okay. it's an invisible bond so you, when you run your fingers through your hair it's like running it through your own hair. It's very similar to what women would have with hair extensions. Okay. Very, very similar. Um, and the other treatment we do is uh, growing in popularity and it's, it's very new but it's cosmetic tattooing for men men in the scalp, which is called scalp micropigmentation. So the two different treatments let you go from subtle to sensational. It really depends on your comfort zone and where you want to fit in. Okay. So you're based in Brisbane? Yep. Okay, cool. So um, at what stage have you found, and it might not be a common stage, but when do people come to you and ask for, I'm going to say help, it might not be help, for me it would be. So when do people come into you? Is it sometimes early stages? And if so... Is there advice you can give before or treatments recommend or...? Yeah, it's, it's, we like to say that we're in the hair and beauty industry, mm-hmm. not so much in the uh, hair loss industry because mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of uh, taking from money in the hair loss industry, whereas we're very consultative and we want to work with people. Um, we work with people who we think we can genuinely make a difference for. Definitely. The average age of our hairpiece client is 23. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, it is. It's very surprising, but the young blokes 
they want to do something about it before mm-hmm. it's too late. Yeah. Um, with scalp micropigmentation, it's more older guys who have a buzz cut and mm-hmm. they just say, look, I want my hairline back, but I don't want the maintenance. So we've got a real divide there between yeah. the two different demographics that we tap into. And that, what you just mentioned there, so that's a tattoo and so it always looks like you've got basically... Stubble. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's quite popular. That's huge, yeah. Yes. And it's, it's probably the newest hair loss solution around the world. It's been around for about 15 years in the UK and America. In Australia, we've been doing it for about uh, 10 years and I've been doing it since 2016. We, thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny little follicle uh, replicas and it just looks like you have clipped your hair. It's incredible. Oh, great. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of the guys that come to us, they're more nervous about what their colleagues and their friends are going to say than the actual treatments themselves. Yeah. And then I always say to them between session one and two with the scalp micropigmentation, so what was the feedback? And they go, no one said anything. I'm like, yeah, they've got, you know, ex-partners and mortgages and teenage children. Like, our hairline is not the focus for everyone. It's important for us, yeah. but it's not the focus for everyone. And I think, again, someone who's quite conscious of their own one, I do think it's the focus. So I always think people are looking and saying something. And I spoke to a few of my friends about this episode and this podcast, and I've got so many people reaching out saying, there's nothing wrong with your hairline. Mm. But I think there is. Um, I have someone I've never shaved my head before, so I don't know what I look like with no hair. I could look really handsome, I just doubt mm-hmm. it. Um, in terms of the hair pieces you were talking about, so to go ahead and have one of those, would you need to shave your head first? We would do that for yeah, you. Okay. So we bring you in, we do a 30-minute free consultation where we talk about it. The consultation is as much for you as it is for my team because we will only work with people that we can genuinely make happy. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting a six-pack or a changing career or something <laughs> like that, what we do, we have yeah, unrealistic sure. expectations and we just won't do it. We say, you know, we give them a bit of love and say, come back in six months. We really want to work with people who it's going to make a difference yeah. for when they're ready for it. Um, a lot of people build it up or it's a really traumatic issue, they're getting it done at a really terrible time because I think it's going to help a relationship or something like that and it's just not an appropriate thing to do. Mm. It's a beautiful superficial thing like getting hair extensions or yeah. getting your eyelashes done. It can change your life but you really need to be in the right place to get it done. Yeah. So we'll work with you on that. We get you in, we do the consultation first of all where we screen you to be okay. honest. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big thing because we just don't want to have someone make this commitment shave the traditional mar pattern baldness hair off and then get home, have someone you know, give them a bit of shit about it or mock them because they haven't thought it through and they take it off and throw it in the bin and then we've lost them to the baseball cap forever. Yeah. So okay. we're really careful about that. That's and then really we good. work with you, we match the hair colour, we do the hairstyles, we know exactly what kind of hairstyle works best with mm-hmm. the hair pieces. Um, and then you rock it, they last for about three to six months and you change them like you change the seasons, it's really yeah. good. So you were saying um, earlier on about people taking a piss out of you for having one and we mentioned that we had a quick chat before we came online and one thing I did want to talk to you about is that, as you've said, hair extensions are so common and it's not just well, you know women wearing hair extensions now. That's out there and if one of my friends turned up at work and had extensions, I'd compliment and say they look nice but it wouldn't be a case of, oh my God, you've got hair extensions in, that's not your real hair. Um, I feel like there is still a bit of a stigma, which I think is terrible because I would, I mean, I would wear a hairpiece for sure. Um, do you think, is there still that case of, I know like old school English humour, for instance, if it would always be on TV, someone might be wearing a hairpiece and it blows off or someone's really hot and then they dab underneath it. Do you, have you seen a bit of a now the t- times are changing and people are a bit more accepting? Is there more people who are actually willing to do it? Because I think it's a great thing. The, we've got a few different age brackets that yeah. we really focus on. The kids under 30 have all grown up with the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. They are completely used to, and they have incredible white teeth and beautiful body art. Mm -hmm. They control everything they do. Um, Then we've got the blokes in their 30s who are really fearful of being shamed. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the older blokes who go, you know what, fuck it, I'm doing this for myself. I do not give a shit what anyone else thinks. Um, and, and we break it down to those demographics and that's where we work out mm-hmm. exactly who it's going to work for the best. There's a UK company called Quiff & Co, or We Are Quiff. They did a video that went viral and there's a really handsome guy, Stevie, who owns the business with his boyfriend. He's a blonde guy. I think he was in a boy band. And there's a video of him singing to the camera and then he peels his hair off and he goes, yep, he's bald. Oh, wow. And millions and millions and millions yeah, of wow. hits. And it is just, we have guys who reference that all yeah. the time. 
And they just say, for them, it's not a stigma. So for the young blokes, they go, no, it's not a stigma. Look at Kylie Jenner. Yeah. You know, look at everything we do is drag. And it's all, especially we've got a lot of gay guys. And so for them, it's about, no, I want to control how Mm -hmm. I look. So I think, again, with my age bracket, so being my very early, no, mid-30s, 35, like (laughs) I I've had, and I did mention this to you earlier on as well, I think what I would love to have, again, like I am a host and if I was ever one day a famous TV host or something, I would love to be the one person that absolutely rocks it. So, I mean, I've, the music that I listen to, like I'm a huge Beyonce fan and I know you very rarely see her with the same hair. Like, I would love to be the person that does that and it's never a case of, oh no, I'm not wearing a hairpiece. Like, I would say, yeah, I'm wearing this one. This is what the style's called. Go out and wear it. Host something the next day. I might have like, I don't know, like a sensible bob on a Friday and then host a show on (laughs) Saturday and probably be a little bit extreme just so if there is anyone who I've been like for the last 10 years of my life are like, yeah, okay, well, Someone, and I'm not saying I would be that person. I think I'm never going to be that famous I, and that much. I of feel it. like Scott, so it's times have changed. Are changing though. Like so good people to hear. are so yeah. less like it's yeah. like less stigma behind it being like oh like it's so bad to do it. Mm. People don't care yeah. anymore. Yeah. That's the thing. Which is like, so good. I think part of that's the technology as well. So you remember like the old well you probably won't remember around this table, but I do the old Benny Hill and Dick yeah. Emery. Mm-hmm. You know, with yeah. the, and, and the funny music and the hairpiece going flying off. Yeah. This is what I was talking. Yeah. About. One of my yeah. clients sent me a video from Virgin Airlines. And it's a guy packing up with the family in Melbourne and his hairpiece flew off and it flew to the Gold Coast. And they arrived and they had this, and and my client said, fuck, this is awful. I'm like, yeah, it's such a step backwards Mm -hmm. and it's bullshit and it was cheap marketing. Um, And it's bizarre because they would never do that about weight gain or they would never do that about something else that you, you know, it's your body. Yeah. Whereas men with hair loss, the old school technology, old school thought is that yeah, you game to be mocked. Mm-hmm. You, it, yeah. It's okay to talk shit. About you think with like te- technology is changing as well. Like the way you, you can do um, yeah. putting hair back on is obviously changing as well. Yeah, yeah. it's not that old hair face that. Yeah, know, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like a little bit of tape yeah. holding it on. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Way in the wind. Yeah. Um, it's changing. And you were just mentioning there, Scott, as well. You know, you wouldn't mock somebody's weight, and that's why I think if I've been to the gym and if someone had said to me while I was at the gym, "Oh, you put a bit of weight on it," I, I would be gutted. I would be. And I know that not everyone's lucky enough to do something about it, but I'm like, okay, well, if I'm conscious, maybe I need to see my really handsome, really nice PT who's <laughs> sitting next to me. But because he was my hair, it was something I couldn't control and it really digs deep every time. And so I'm probably putting myself out there now telling everyone how conscious I am. But it does, it People really does. And, and it's interesting, we, we have a lot of fitness guys in and they're, they're quite traumatised by their hair loss because, and they're, they're covered in body art. Um, they've got piercings and they say, you know what, I control my, my nutrition, what I lift, I control every aspect of my life, but I can't control my hair loss. Okay. And it's yeah. a really traumatic yeah. thing for them. It's, it's funny when you mention that, Paul, because I think I saw you that day, but that yeah, person probably, said that to you. Yeah. And I've never seen you so devastated in my life. Yeah, Victor. Usually whenever I see you, you're the happiest man I've ever, I've ever seen. So yeah, it definitely... It definitely got you. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I was actually out a few weeks ago, actually this weekend drinking and someone said something to me, never met him before, and he mentioned something about hanging on as hard as my hairline is. And God, I was what's like, his name? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll all yeah. find him. <laughs> his name is his. And can you guys go? Now, yes. so Louise, I mentioned earlier on as well, you're a barber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and have been for how long? Uh, about four years now. Perfect. And yeah. you've got quite, actually, when I commented that you were coming on the show today, you actually cut my cousin's hair for a while and he was devastated that you don't anymore. Um, so yeah. you two, I guess, actually all three of you, you would act as counsellor to a lot of people. Um, you get people coming into you, do you, to get uh, their hair done? Because you're working at barbers, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so, so I only do men's hair. Yeah. Um, it was actually funny, I was thinking, Scott puts it back on, I take it off. So, um, I Good get, money maker there, eh? And I tell you what, and this is something I was thinking about before when you were talking about this um, situation with this person who said something to you yeah. about your hair. So many men are so blasé about it. Yeah. It's just, I guess they've got the wife, the four kids, the mortgage, and it's just their hair. Like, like I get so many guys that are like, just do whatever, I don't care about my hair. Mm-hmm. Like, I just ruffle it up in the morning, like... Like I try to sell them product, they're like, what's a product? Like it's, you know, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. So, and every time I get the comments like, oh, cut the greys out or like, <laughs> you know, oh, there's not much there, just do whatever. So men joke about it to themselves as yeah. well. And of course they care. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that fleeting joke also is where it came from to you. Yeah. So it was very much like, oh, you know, because they're, I guess like, so many dudes say it about themselves. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that. You don't know what people are going yeah. through. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't mad at the person. So Matt did actually say to me, who was it? And he was <laughs> really angry because he was like, but 
I wasn't mad at that person because they wouldn't have thought they were being offensive yeah. because I am a, a guy. Yeah. But to me, it was the one thing, which is Men why. have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so just a flashback. So when we had the idea of the podcast, I put up on my socials at the time what had happened and has it happened to anyone before? And I do talk about this a little bit on the pilot that the response we got was crazy. Like um, got a lot of Facebook messages and Instagram messages. Luckily, a lot of them are really positive. Like it was a lot of people saying, you know, yeah, no, I just shaved my hair now or, and I'm fine with that. Or other guys, what, there was a really interesting twist in it talking about the body hair again. There was these guys that didn't really know where they fitted because they're quite smooth. They can't grow the body hair. But they really want to be part of the bear scene. But it took them a lot of courage to go out on the scene and realise they're actually... Like, and I, can't, I'm obvious, I shouldn't really generalise, but it's just such a welcoming environment that you kind of just find where you are. But what was really interesting, I also had a lot of messages from females, so um, heterosexual, or had a story and she told me it was a funny story, so she was happy to share. So it was a girl who she was 19 and she was seeing a girl at the time and the girl had said to her, you should probably take care of your lady garden. Yeah. So because she never had before, went at it with a razor, oh, no. cut herself, went to hospital for that oh, because no. it was in quite wow. a significant place. Wow. And then thought, you know how I should fix this? And this, she's actually Australian, but I was really proud to hear the word in Australia. She vajazzled. Yeah. Oh, so wow. she got these like stick on stones <laughs> to make it look really pretty, which then irritated her skin. Oh. So then it was back to hospital. <laughs> like, um, so it was just really good to know that other people go through stuff as well. So like I said, not everyone's going to relate to what we're talking about on this table, but hopefully we'll listen and be like, yep, maybe I shouldn't hair shame or yeah, maybe I do need to consider treatments. Which brings me to our next segment, which we are doing called Give It To Me Straight. Straight? Matt, firstly, hello. Hello, thank you for having me again. <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, so you've sat and you've listened to us. Um, first of all, probably most importantly, is there anything you've learnt already tonight? I've learned about the different animals. Yeah. <laughs> so the owls and the otters are, are new to me. I like yeah. the otters. I've never yeah. heard otters before. Mm. I've never been That's one before. Cute. I was thinking of butting in before Boston, then I will find out. <laughs> um, but I have a friend who's had the what are the, the head tattoos called again? Scott micropigmentation. Yeah. And it, it took him a while to get rid of the cap. But I think mm. being one of his best mates, I was like, mate, no one's you know, no one's really looking at that because no one out here, we're just in the, in the middle of the city and no one knew who you were, who he mm. was anyway, so. But yeah, now he, yeah, no hat, confident as, so. Mm. Yeah. It's good to see one of my friends who, again, like Paul, has been pretty self-conscious mm -hmm. uh, with the hairline, you know, be confident again. Mm. Just, yeah. It's interesting, like, we've had people who, uh, we had one guy who's turning 50 and he said, time has come because I haven't been able to take my wife to a wedding for 10 years. Yeah. Because they won't let me wear a baseball cap in. Wow. We've got young guys yeah. who won't go out with their mates because they can't wear a cap to the valley and mm -hmm. they go, I'm never going to meet anyone. Yeah. Oh, you know? No. And it's not. It, it's, it's sad. Like, it really is sad. sad. But so much of what we look at is I, can't, I want what I cannot have mm. and then the, the rules keep on changing. So even I look at oh, bloody Mardi Gras is up, so I'm not going to shave my chest, but I'm going to shave my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when's that going to flip and become yeah. fashionable? A lot of it really mm -hmm. is about other people dictating to us yeah. how we should look and how we should be happy. And it's interesting for your guy. He's yeah. already found the solution, yeah. but yeah. it's an emotional connection that he hasn't time. found yet. Yeah. He's got to have the validation from, and the support from people around him to yeah. say, it looks good, it looks natural. Yeah. And then they go back out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it looked brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there's a few of the guys at the, at the footy club you know, that, that they're the ones that sort of gave him a bit of a hard time and back goes the cap, so. Come yeah. back to that yeah. bullying. Yeah. That's yeah. bullying people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, one of the many reasons why I asked you to come on today, and again, we have spoken about this before, so hopefully you don't mind me saying, but you are a very well-groomed guy and Thank you're not you. quite 30 yet, are you? You're like no, a few years off. A few years off, off yeah. yeah. So what we'd spoken about previously, again, Matt and I know a lot about each other and one thing that always blows me away is the effort you go to with your grooming and your routine. And before I ask you what that is, what we spoken about was when I was a little bit younger and again growing up in England might be different but and I wasn't out of the closet at this point but if I had gone to the lot of effort that you went to I would have either just been you're well gay you're shaving your chest you're well gay you're shaving not like shaving your legs you wouldn't do but also then there was this thing metrosexual so you were given a title because you were looking after yourself which is really a bit strange to me um, but in your circle of friends you're all pretty much 
it's a thing now, isn't it? So, well, I've been called metrosexual since I've been about seventeen. Yeah, and I've just taken it in my stride. In a I? negative way. Um, I, I think it's just playground, playground banter. I just, I always hear it in like a real, yeah. like kind of like from the big buff, you know, yeah. macho yeah. guys are like, oh, I don't want to be metro. Like, yeah, well, I don't mind. No, I, don't, I, yeah. I think it's amazing guys take care of themselves. But yeah, there's this whole like, I just, I love hearing from different sides, just being like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, being a personal trainer, um, we've got about 17 trainers at, at, at our gym. And you're more or less fighting for people's business. And I think it's probably, it's a mental thing for me. If I look the best physically, then I should get a good amount of clients and leads. Mm. Um, and that's been with me. I've been a PT for 10 years. So pretty much for 10 years now, that's that's hung around me, yeah. So the last two or three years, I pretty much get all my hair lasered bar where my underpants are. Because oh. no one else needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a few takers <laughs> on the Instagram and Facebook page, but yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're I right. just, yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the routine before. Yeah. I've been through a lot of hairstyles. Each hairstyle changes the routine. But recently I've taken Paul's advice and grown a beard. So mm. got the beard straightener, the beard balm, the beard oil. And it does look good. Thank you. <laughs> but um, as far as routine, that, that's pretty much it at the moment. Yeah. Hair-wise. Hair yeah. Say hair-wise, but there is a little bit more to your routine. So um, does your hairdresser do your beard? No. So my hairdresser does my hair on my head only. Yeah. And I go to your barber. You do go to Dan uh, for for the beard. Um, I feel like each time I go see, more or less, every time I go see my beard barber, I'm cheating on my normal hairdresser who I've seen for eight years. <laughs> so, Michael, if you're listening, I apologise. You know the barber's cut of hair, right? As well. I know. I know. But it's more or less a catch up every every two weeks. Uh, cool. Yeah, with a mate of mine. And, so. and is that about how it makes you feel? Because you're actually getting to spend time on yourself. Yes, yep. definitely, definitely, and. He's a really good mate of mine, so it takes about an hour, um, probably actual 20 or 30 minutes of actual cutting, but it's more, mm. let's just catch up. And it's a Friday lunchtime when I finish work a bit early, so it's more or less just a celebration for me for the weekend as well. Yeah. I've seen, so I'm almost 50, and I've seen this massive shift in men's grooming, especially over the last 30 years. So traditionally, when I grew up in Melbourne in the 70s and 80s, we'd go to a dodgy old barber. Then in the 90s, we'd end up going to a salon, whereas now there's this incredible resurgence of this, and you are the, mm. exactly it, you're yep. this uber cool barber that you want to <laughs> have a beer with yep. and have a bit of love from. I'm not really cool. No, <laughs> I think you're pretty cool. And, it, and it's beautiful, like men now have this opportunity to really embrace it. And there's an interesting thing when we look at our market, a lot of our guys are international and they are really surprised that Australian men are embarrassed about getting a hair loss solution mm. because they're like, oh no, no, our embarrassment comes from the hair loss, not from the solution. Yeah, And right. I think and we, we've, oh, in Australia, we grow up deep. with, a, it's a very blokey like kind of culture here yeah. where we just, we grow up in the schoolyard putting shit on each other. It's just, it's, it's our culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think in the UK, like, you know, we see, we've got a difference even in our hair pieces. In Australia, we use a medium density. Mm. In the UK, they use an ultra thin density that's thrown away after four to eight weeks. Okay. Because they're just covered in the amazing sleeves. They've got really bright teeth. They will do everything for their appearance and it's really important. Whereas Australia, I think we're a bit more laid back about it, but we're seeing this incredible change where it doesn't matter what your sexuality is, they're really getting off on men's grooming. That's, that's fantastic. What we're going to say about metrosexual, I think there's a, like a line where guys actually don't realise when they come to me every week mm. yeah. and get their hair done. I'm like, you are borderlining metrosexual, but <laughs> you know. Um, but no, I was actually thinking before with beards too, like it's um, guys care about their beards Definitely. Yeah. so much. Sure. And I got like, like when I was doing my apprenticeship and stuff, I got like real like self-conscious about doing people's beards because it takes them so long to grow mm. it. Like mm -hmm. you cut too much oil yeah. before you mess it up and you hear horror stories all the time. Um, I actually worked with a guy that was like a beard wizard so I've taken a lot from him and it's um, it's an, it's an art form, mm. it's amazing. Uh, yeah. And I have like these kids come to me and they're probably like 19 to 22 and they're trying so hard to grow <laughs> a beard and they're like, come see me every month and I just tweak it a little bit. I mean, not much to take off, but they're trying so hard mm -hmm. and I just, yeah, guys get really proud about it, hair Definitely. or no hair, like yeah. it's... Um, it's, I really like it though. It gives guys something to be proud of and mm -hmm. you know, like women have a lot of things that they can do for themselves. But like you said, going to the barber or hairdresser yeah. every week and or every fortnight, 
I think it's really good that you know people have that. Yeah. Especially when we do cutthroat shaves and stuff, mm-hmm. and guys have a way to pamper themselves. Yeah. Um, you deserve it too. So it's yeah, it's good to see. Awesome. What I think is quite important as well, just to touch on as well, just because it's something that you like about yourself is not necessarily what you have to have on the person. Like so, obviously, I'm a gay guy. I've been in a relationship with Brendan for like five and a half years, and he quite often will just clip up all the hair off his chest, and he will quite often completely shave his face. So it's not me thinking no guy should look hairy now. So. And there's people that are really into the bear scene, but they're quite smooth. So it's probably, do you find sometimes that you maybe are a little bit attracted to the opposite of what you do? Well, I think that guy, well, obviously I'm not into men, but, um, no, but sexually, I, mean, for your, yeah, I actually I think that if I were straight or if I had it, like if I, I really like men who are clean shaven yeah. though, I think that that nice fresh look, clean face, like baby face looks really nice on some men. So mm-hmm. again, yeah, right. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, one or the other. It's like, yeah. yeah. But just taking it away from men, because I said, I want, like, this isn't just a boys club. So you were saying earlier on about you feel really paranoid about the section that you can't shave on your leg. But would you like with your partner, would you mind if she was like, you know what, I'm going to grow my leg hair and I want no, hair. So it's not a thing. No, she's no. being like, I'm not going to shave my underarms. I'm like, go girl, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't take any attraction away from me. I just yeah. think that um, you know, she's going through something that she wants to do for herself and it doesn't make her less any, yeah, less attractive to me. It's yeah. just what it is. Cool. Well, I think we've covered some stuff. Does anyone <laughs> have any questions for like, anyone else around the table or want to clarify anything maybe they've said before we wrap up this episode? Oh. <laughs> no, good. How yeah. long have you been a personal trainer for? Uh, almost 10 years. You said that before, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So why does Paul still look that way? <laughs> <laughs> I've told you, you, stop drinking beer. <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah, so as a, the feel of the episode today was to just hear things from different opinions and just because this episode is now done and we'll tell you what the next episode is about, what I would absolutely love and I'm sure all of our guests would love as well because we're at PAC now for the first episode mm-hmm. is to hear from people that are listening. So um, I am going to do a plug, but the reason why we are doing this is because again, I want to, I want someone to come in. If we've not covered somebody around this table or someone really agrees or doesn't doesn't agree, please get in touch. So um, we do have a Facebook profile, which is Can Host Podcast. So that's all one word. That's Can Host Podcast. Follow us on Insta or message us, which is at Can Host underscore podcast. Or if you've got some really, really good feedback to give us or some really good points, it's probably best to come via email. And you can email us at canhostpodcast at gmail.com. If you've got anything constructive to say, we'd love to hear that too. If you could send that email though to can'thostcantravel at gmail.com. We don't own it, but like, I don't really want to hear it. No, I do. Really. So, um, and I think what I think would be really good to do every week is if we do have a different side or someone brings up a point that we didn't perhaps mention is we will totally de-identify if you want to, but those pages are live. So we can then just also um, comment them up on the page as well because it would be good. I'm sure there's a million different people, probably not a million people listening, but a thousand people listening either, you know, with a different story and we want to hear it we really want this podcast series to be out there to help people really congratulations thank it's you very exciting thank you it's been a, it is my baby like oh it's our baby the guys that um, join the adventure we've been working really hard towards it and it's our baby and we want to put our baby in you <laughs> but in um, your ears so it's not gross mm. so, we, <laughs> so um, yeah you can find us on um, Spotify and iTunes and on Join the Adventures website as well so no excuse not to listen now the next episode that we do have as I mentioned I, I want to cover subjects that probably aren't spoken about as much or there's going to be so many different angles to the um, subject so we'll get people on it's going to be called So Do You Guys Want Kids so mm. I'm 35, Brendan's older than me. I won't out how old he is because he looks about 12. It's his summer in jeans. Um, no, he doesn't look 12. That's gross. Sorry, he looks, he looks 25. He looks 25. Um, oh, God. Oh, no. And thanks for listening. Can host has been cancelled. Uh, um, no, but we do get asked all the time. We've been together long enough and people ask us all the time, do you want kids? And the answer is when we first met, we used to talk about it all the time, but there wasn't many options here in Australia. There are different options around the world, though, so please get in touch. Um, I'm sure it'd be the same thing for um, you know two females in a relating a same sex relationship. There are probably a few different things that you can do. That I mean, we can donate to a bank, but we can't take a withdrawal. That's weird too. <laughs> You're looking at me like we got some kind of thing going on, and I'm like, so Louise, I was wondering, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, do you want yeah, a yeah. baby? I'm like, <laughs> you've got something I need. Yeah. Um, and also as well, what's been really good, I have floated that idea around, and the give it to me straight section, I think, is going to be really interesting as well because mm. it's so so many people have related to our stories. There's career people out there that haven't settled down and it's not that 
you know, they don't want a relationship, they do, but sometimes it's a real deal breaker now when you're dating, if someone says, do you want kids? And you say yes or no. So listeners, what we would love you to do again, if you want to jump on to can host podcast at Facebook or on the Facebook or can host underscore podcast on Instagram or email us at can host podcast at gmail.com. What we would love to hear is either your side of the story or any thoughts that you might have or any really interesting links that you think might do, might do us a good job here. Again, I don't want to ever pretend that we're going to cure things with this podcast and we're not going to present you with facts all the time. Like it's more about a group of mates sitting around talking and people relating. But if there's anything you think that really hasn't been spoken about yet around being 30 plus, not strictly, you can be like under, that's fine. But yeah, do you want kids? Let us know. Do you? Do you have a success story? Tell us about it. Any thoughts on that episode, guys? You think it's? I sounds- thought you were just starting the episode again and we were going to start talking about it. Get like, us well. another round. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'll be here all night. Yeah. So, yeah, so we would absolutely love it if you do tune in again. A massive thank you to Matt. Matt, plug your PT. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, my PT page on Instagram is P-T. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for it's coming. A, it's, been, it's been a great afternoon. Met some great people tonight, so thank you. Did we let you talk a lot? I feel like we actually... Oh, it's good. Okay, right, cool. I enjoy listening. Right, you wait. My next PT session, you'll try and make me defy 500 kilos. Right. <laughs> Louise. Hello. Firstly, again. thank you for coming. So tell us what's in store for being Jane Lane. Oh, we've got a couple of festivals this year. Um, we will be playing at our, where we are now at the Wickham next yeah. year, uh, January at some point. So hopefully that'll be an amazing show. Um, we've got loads going on. It's just... Yeah, time. (laughs) Time and money. Well, extra grateful you could be here today. And I'm really hoping as well that we get like different members of the band in for different episodes as well. That would be awesome. Thank you for having me. The girls are definitely keen to be involved. So um, there's five of us. So yeah, well, that's hopefully five episodes. Um, So like if you're listening and you want us to provide five episodes, send us money. (laughs) Being Jane Lane need money. (laughs) We'll just go 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 rubbish up. And then Scott. So I think it's been so interesting having you on today. So firstly, thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, I'm really hoping that a few people have listened to this today and realised, you know what, there are options out there for me. So can you tell us how we would contact you? Tell us about your like Facebook profiles. Yeah, I just, follow it. So. so Facebook, Insta or Google, just have a look for Replete Clinic and we'll come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have guys who fly in from all over Australia and New Zealand. Um, we do a lot of mail order and a lot of online consultations. So we're here to help. Excellent stuff. All right, so that is our first official episode of Can Host. Give yourselves a round of applause. So, yeah, please do um, share this with your friends. Probably don't do it in a way like, hey, Baldy, listen to this show, they'll help you. But no, like, you know, please get this. uh, Be nice to people. Yeah, we really want you to get the word out there. So if you think anyone would benefit from listening to this who might not listen to it, please share, share, share. We will see you with our next episode very soon. soon. So do you guys want kids? Um, Please subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell. No, um, thank you so much for having us. We'll speak to you soon.